0: The Green Bay Packers could be massive players in the trade market, but what could those trades look like? We have some fun on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. To do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Cobb. Every day. Touchdown. Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of of the day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. We are talking trades on today's show and here's why, okay? I don't want to be accused of clickbait or anything like that. Here's why we're doing this. Let me set that stage first. Aaron Rodgers is coming back, okay? And Devontae Adams is coming back. That's happening. We're going to get to some trades later uh, that are things that I think actually have a decent chance of happening, or at the very least, are things that I think Green Bay should and will explore. I just want to set the stage a little bit just to give some context to everything that's going on around the future of Aaron Rodgers. And because what time is it? It's the 17th of February. And the Packers have really until the franchise tender deadline, which is the first week of March, to get this Aaron Rodgers thing figured out. So, that means we only have two, two and a half weeks to get this content off. Okay? And guess what? Guess what everyone loves? Traits. Guess what everyone loves? The, the player carousel. Guess what everyone loves? speculating wildly on personnel moves that are probably not going to happen, but are fun to talk about. So let's have some fun. That's what this is. I just want to be clear and upfront about this. We are having fun on today's show because we can. And because these are things that I think we really uh, should be thinking about. And and one of the reasons why when the Packers, and we talked about this before, when the Packers are looking at what they think is best for the future of this team what they can get in trades for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have to factor in, right? So we're going to start with those guys, or at least with the Rodgers part of this, and and maybe some, some scenarios that you hadn't considered, right? So some of this was in the piece that I wrote for The Leap yesterday. Subscribers can go check that out. If you're not subscribed to The Leap, uh, go do that uh a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to um and uh you can uh you can make sure that that you're getting all that good stuff at the leap. The most simple and basic trade that I think is of all of these the most likely to actually happen is the Aaron Rodgers gets dealt to Denver trade. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Three firsts, Jerry Judy. That's the baseline, and, and and I think that that you can make a reasonable case that that the number nine overall pick, the that they have number forty this year in the second round, and then next year's first plus a player like Jerry Judy is also a fair deal, and I think you'd take that if it were offered as well. Um. The the part of this that I think is is not most important. That top 10 pick plus Jerry Judy, that's your chance to get two potential blue chip players. And if you think about the guys Brian Gudikins has drafted in the first round, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Jordan Love. Those are those are mostly really good players. We don't know about Jordan Love yet. Everyone else looks really good. And, you know, Darnell Savage did not have his best year, but a lot of potential there. And we've seen that potential over the last, you know, two plus years, right? So you you get that kind of haul. If you can keep Devontae Adams, which the Packers are going to try to do, whether it's a franchise tag, you save 20 plus million. Well, there's your Devontae Adams franchise tag. Remember... The franchise tag is just a negotiating tool at this point. It is a negotiating tool to get Devontae in-house to either trade him or push for a long-term deal. I don't know that Devontae is going to get the kind of money anywhere else that he could get in Green Bay. Green Bay, I think, is going to pay out the nose, if they have to, to keep Devontae Adams. And they've made that pretty clear. Now, I think reasonable people can disagree on the prudence of a top-of-market deal for a guy that is going to be in his 30s for the entirety of that deal and at a time when you don't know the future of your quarterback. You trade Aaron Rodgers and keep Devontae Adams, isn't his value diminished in some ways or isn't his value amplified in some ways? You, I think you can make the case on both sides of that. I, I don't even know that I have a strong lean on that. I think if you if you have Jordan Love at quarterback, you want Devontae Adams out there because Devontae is going to make Jordan Love better. You always want the best players that you can get. It's going to depend on what the trade market is for Devontae. We're going to get to that in a little bit. So that's your baseline. You're most likely. It is the roll with Jordan Love plan. It is your try and keep Devontae Adams plan. And it is your it is your Brian Gutekunst really hopes he's right about Jordan Love plan. <laughs> That's really what it is. There is another plan. That is the Godfather offer. It is Denver says we want Devontae and we want Aaron Rodgers. So here's all of it. Here's three firsts. Here's Jerry Judy. Here's Pat Sertan, and that number forty pick this year, which is basically. Roughly commensurate in value to that future first, probably, probably maybe even a little better. Generally speaking, we think of assets as depreciating in the future. So if you have a future first, that is roughly the same value as a current second, because there's certainty in knowing exactly where that is. So I'm getting the 40th overall pick. Great. I know exactly what I'm getting. It is less valuable the further you go out into the future. So that 2024 first round pick is even less valuable. That's just the way this is generally seen. And then you're giving up Rodgers and Devontae. Now, you're getting, you have three picks now in the top 40 plus those future firsts. In the top 10, you could get a pass rusher. You know, someone like Kayvon Thibodeau is reportedly not, you know, at the top of all these boards. He could fall out the, the the top five. You could get a future lockdown right tackle. Um, you know, maybe Kyle Hamilton falls, the safety from Notre Dame. There are a lot of really good players you could get at nine. And that would give you the chance to get three, four, five blue chip players. Now, in exchange for two guys that you know are those guys, you don't know, this is the problem with any of these trades, is you don't know Jerry Judy is for sure a blue chip player. You don't know Patrick Sertan is for sure a blue chip player. They have blue chip talent, but we don't know beyond that what they really have. So that's part of the problem that Green Bay is having to deal with, that they're facing, is when you're trying to calculate these odds, it's... Okay, what are the chances that this guy can become the player that we need him to be to make all of this work, right? And and that's something that we we just don't have a clear picture of because we haven't seen these guys be that sort of elite talent to this point in their careers. Okay, that is sort of the blow it up version of this. And I think in two years, that team could be really good. If Jordan Love can play even a little... Jerry Judy hits his ceiling. Patrick Sertan, you've got Sertan, Stokes, Jair, plus whoever you get with the ninth overall pick. Plus twenty-eight, plus forty. All of a sudden, you're you're adding talent to what is an already really good team. And if you forgot yesterday, we talked about how they can really keep a lot of these guys already, so you don't really have to worry about the oh they can't keep these guys together part of this. Here's one that I, that I think you're gonna like. Forget Denver for a second. We're not even going to leave the NFC for a second. It turns out Russell Wilson's not really available. Let's just say. And it turns out the Eagles are getting frisky and they have the cap space to, to bring in the 13th most cap, most cap space in the league this offseason. Let's say they think they can get Mike Williams if Aaron Rodgers comes to Philly and they offer 15, 16, and 19 plus. Um, Jalen Rager, who the Packers really liked, he hasn't shown much in the pros so far, but the Packers liked him pre-draft. They may think, oh, well you, you used him incorrectly in the Packers offense. He can be a really good player at the very least return kicks, return punts. You're also getting three first round picks this year, this year you can, you can totally restock your cupboards. And in this case, you're only giving up your quarterback. Now you're, you're potentially incentivizing Devontae Adams to stay because this team can still be really good. And now you have young, cost-controlled, top-tier talent. I If, if I'm the Packers, I'm calling Philly and saying, what do you think? Because if Philly's going to give this deal up for Russell Wilson, wouldn't they also give this deal up for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. But that is, that is a really fun one to think about and if you're Philly, yeah, you can you can go out there. There's a lot of top top tier talent on the free agent market. I'm sure there are receivers who are going, I want to go play with 12 wherever he goes. And so that that could be something that they do there. There is this other option. That if the Packers really aren't sold on Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers is like I'm I'm for sure out. I don't want to be here anymore. Get me out of here. What about 22? Plus Derek Carr plus 2023 first for Aaron Rodgers. You probably incentivize Devontae Adams to stay because he gets to play with his college quarterback, a guy that he's still close with. You have a guy in Derek Carr who you think with this team, plus the extra first round pick, has a chance to have this team back in playoff contention once again. Like he's a he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. I think an underrated player. And someone who would run this offense the way that they wanted him to. Now, he's got kind of small hands. It's cold weather. He's never played in cold weather. Like, what is the the issue there if there is one? Okay, figure that out. This is your best chance to get an above average starting quarterback in a trade. Because they're not going to trade for Cousins. They're not going to trade for Jimmy G. Baker Mayfield, mm, I don't know why you'd want him at this point. And everyone else is just like backup guys. Gardner Minshew, Marcus Mariota, those kinds of players. Derek Carr is a bona fide, good starting quarterback, and he's only under, under contract for 2022. If you can convince him, hey, Derek, come to Green Bay, play for a year, and, and even you know 10 games in. Look, we did this with Aaron Rodgers. We'll give you the extension if you're playing great, but come in. Let's see how you work. He's a leader. He's a respected player in that locker room, and... Could he come in? He's going to have the respective of Devontae Adams right away. So could you sell that that way? And then you make a decision. Okay, he's our guy. Here's the money. And Jordan Love's on the move. Or, yeah, that didn't work out. He's nice. We actually saw what we needed to see from Jordan Love through three years. And he's going to be our guy. Thanks for the memories, Derek. Uh, presumably, you put up some nice stats. And now you can go get your payday. I think that makes sense for all sides. It would require Derek Carr to bet on himself. But we've seen guys like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott bet on themselves and it's paid off in huge ways. In fact, I think Derek Carr would be smart in that situation to say, hey, sure, we'll figure this out or I'll figure this out down the line. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Where the game starts. So it's not just the big Aaron Rodgers trade that we could be looking at here. Let's say Aaron Rodgers does get traded. And it's not the godfather offer. It's not the big, sexy Denver Broncos package where they give up their whole team and just say, Tay and 12 lead us to the promised land. Which, by the way, I do not think would happen. So you you move Aaron to Denver or wherever. My my favorite all of this is if we're gonna if we're, if we're thinking about trading, we're thinking about trades, and the Packers are thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers and then by extension Devonte Adams because he doesn't want to stay. Let's just say for instance, my favorite version of this is the Denver package: the three firsts and Jerry Judy. And then you trade Devontae to the Raiders. Um, you tag and trade him. Uh, and you get 22 and Trayvon Merrick. The Packers liked Merrick pre-draft. They had conversations. They had multiple discussions. Those were, you know, according to him, good discussions. I asked him about it in the pre-draft process. Big smile on his face. And Trey can play the slot. I think he can be a star. I think he can be a safety. I think you you get a tremendous amount of versatility with the combination of Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, and someone like Trey Merrick. The Raiders have the cap space to bring in Devontae Adams to pay him on an extension and figure out a Derek Carr extension, all that stuff there. And they they can be a playoff team. Again, Devontae Adams unquestionably makes them better in 2022 than they were in 2021. They haven't had that alpha number one receiver, 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 Darren Waller, one of the three or four best tight ends in the league. But in terms of a receiver, they haven't had that guy. I mean, they haven't had anyone as good as Devontae Adams since like Tim Brown and Tim Brown, not as good at his peak, even as Devontae Adams was. So. This would be pretty cool. And and let's be honest, Devontae would look really good in the silver and black. That's just because silver and black is dope. Those uniforms are killer. It's great. Um, I'm not saying I want to see it. I'm just saying that could be a thing that exists and happens. And that makes a lot of sense for Green Bay. You, You end up with four first round picks plus two guys who were just first round picks. Six first round picks, basically. Guys that, that the Packers probably, I mean, if Jerry Judy had fallen to them, if they could have traded up to 26 and get Jerry Judy, they probably would have done it. If they could have found a way to get Eric Stokes and Trey Merrick, they probably would have done it. But they didn't. That's just one Devontae Adams trade. What about the Chargers? Back to California. The Chargers have the second most cap space in the league. Mike Williams is a free agent. You have Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams are boys. Devontae could go and play with Justin Herbert. Someone who, you know, he he he's playing currently with the most ridiculous quarterback in the league in terms of all the different throws that he can make. Justin Herbert is probably right there. I mean, it's it's Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, and, and Herbert. That's the that's the the guys right now. And so to get to go play with another one of those guys as he comes up in the league has to be really appealing. The Chargers, they could give up something like 17, the 17th overall pick plus the 48th. That's a first and a second. That's a lot. That's a lot. Odell got a first and a third. Amari Cooper just a first. If you're the Chargers and you're going, okay, this guy could be our offense, could give you... That number one, I mean, imagine Keenan Allen as a two, as a true two. I mean, you've got, it's a 1A and a 1B, but, but Devontae, you know, still going to get 100 plus targets, 140, 150 targets. To have Keenan Allen as a secondary option, that would be pretty great. It, the the Chargers are already sort of Packers West with Corey Lindsley and Brian Bulaga. So uh, that's a fun one to me. I, I like it. I like it for both sides. I think it makes sense for Devontae. I think he would want to go there. I think he would sign an extension there, and it makes sense for the Packers. You get a top twenty pick, you get another top fifty pick, and you try and recoup some of that lost value in, in losing Adams. But then you're not, you know, you're not paying for it the same way. You're on it's a cost controlled contract, and for a team with a lot of players that are either on big contracts because they're really good, or are going to get big contracts, guys like J.R. Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins, you need to have those cost-controlled deals. You need to have those kinds of deals that allow you to say, okay, we we have this good player, but he's on this reasonable salary precisely because we drafted him, and now he's he's on that rookie contract versus that second deal when he's going to get paid, paid. All right. A couple more. The assumption is that Billy Turner is going to be cut, saves money, and the Packers have intuitive replacements, whether it's Elton Jenkins, Yash Nijman. They invested heavily on the interior of the last two drafts. You've got Elton Jenkins, who can play tackle. John Runyon Jr., who I think, you know, has proven he's a starting level guard. Josh Myers is the center for the for the foreseeable future, and they really like Royce Newman. So you have Royce Newman, who you hope is going to get a little bit stronger, keep his head in the playbook. Remember, he was someone that played tackle and guard in college. So he's still, you know, getting up to speed. And he had been playing pretty good football, though inconsistent football there at the end before they they put Lucas Patrick in at that right guard spot. So you could very easily say, okay, Ellen Jenkins, he's your guy at right tackle. Rather than cut him, it's going to count the same on your cap if you trade him, assuming there's no trade kickers and we don't have any reason to believe there is. What about the Bengals, the team we just saw in the Super Bowl? Billy Turner can play guard, he can play tackle, and it's the same basic System. It's the Shanahan tree offense. Now, they run it a little differently. They play a lot more out of empty. They leave those tackles out on an island. Uh, But he makes so much sense. And the Bengals have almost $49 million in cap space. No one is more desperate to get a quality offensive lineman than Cincinnati. So, yes, everyone knows the Packers need to get off this money. And so a team might just say, you're going to cut him. You're just going to cut him. Yes, but he is an upgrade over what you currently have at the position. And if he hits the open market, there's no guarantee he signs with you. He's currently under contract. If you trade for him, he plays for you now. So why not give up a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, something like that to get a player who is a considerable upgrade for you. Day two pick, whatever, that's fine. Or day three pick, excuse me. What about the Jets? Same basic premise. Michael Floor is the offensive coordinator there and they could use the help on the offensive line, whether it's a tackle or it's a guard. And that would free them up in the draft, at the top of the draft, to get a, to have a little bit more flexibility, to not feel like they have to get an offensive tackle if one is there. They invested heavily in Elijah Vera Tucker at guard. What about Billy Turner for Denzel Mims? Basically the same as a day three pick because he's not playing, but the Packers liked Mims coming out. They didn't love him. I think there was some smoke there, but um, he fit their profile. They had a chance to trade up for him if they wanted to in the second round. They drafted A.J. Dillon instead. To date, that seems like a pretty smart call. But that doesn't mean that there's not still some reclamation project that could be done. Brian Gudekins has made trades like this before. Demarish Randall for Deshaun Kaiser. A distressed asset for a distressed asset. And said, we liked Kaiser coming out. Which they did. And so, let's see what he's got. Let's bring him in our building and see what he can do. Best case scenario, you have a chance to have someone that we think is really talented... And see if he can develop in our system. Denzel Mims not playing in, in New York. The Packers need to get off this money. So let's make a deal. Same premise as the Bengals. Well, you're going to cut him. And we, might, we wouldn't have to give up our rookie on a rookie deal. Okay, well, first of all, your rookie's not playing. And second of all, if we cut him, you might not get him. That's going to be the Packers pitch. So why not trade someone that you're not even playing anyway... For a guy that's going to make your team better, the Packers get off the money and they get a player who can be a developmental at the worst case scenario. You you know, he's he's equating me St. Brown, someone that can play some special teams that can in, in spot duty can do some select things. I, I'm not ready to give up on someone like Denzel Mims talent, by the way, EQ either. You know, that would be someone that I would have interest in keeping around if I could if I could do it. Zadarius Smith is another name. He's not just a name. He's a player and a player that the Packers are probably going to move on from this offseason off just because the money. I mean, to save over $15 million if he's not on the roster, if you cut him or trade him, there are going to be plenty of teams that would love a really, really good football player. And, and there is favor trading and there's stuff that goes on to, to appease an agent. This packers Zadarius Smith thing... I don't think they're in a good place. And I don't know that the Packers would do Z'Darrius Smith a solid and cut him so that he can go to where he wants to go. I think it's similar to the Demarius Randall situation in a lot of ways. The team has this guy. They're not happy with him. He's not happy with them. And so rather than just cut him loose, you see if you can find something for him whether it's a player or it's picks you know who would love zadaria smith the indianapolis colts the indianapolis colts would love Zedarius smith they have 37 million in cap one of the biggest figures in the nfl they could use an edge rusher quiddie pay who, who they picked last year has not uh performed consistently the way that that uh, you you want from a pass rusher And if you're gonna be an AFC playoff team, you gotta beat Patrick Mahomes, you gotta beat Justin Herbert, you gotta beat Josh Allen, you gotta beat Joe Burrow, you gotta be able to rush the passer. What can they give up? Do they have a distressed asset like that? Mm, Not really, but they have picks. Give up picks. Again, all the same premise applies. Yeah, Green Bay has to cut him, but if they cut him, you might not get him. And if Green Bay cuts him, that guaranteed money rolls off his contract. His contract suddenly becomes Highly workable. He becomes a bargain on his current deal. Now, he's probably going to say, I want a new one. But the Colts can afford to pay him one. That's the great news for that. And then just a, just another name that I would put out there in terms of teams that could trade for Zedaria Smith is Houston. They, they have to be in the distressed asset business. They don't have a ton of cap space, which is incredible because... They also don't have a lot of players, but I mean, come on, what about, let's just have some fun here. What about Zedarius Smith for Brandon Cooks? Now, Brandon Cooks is under contract. He's got $8 million uh, come, come do this year. You're not saving that money if you're trading player for player. But they could they could do a trade and an extension, lower that number this year, add void years, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, now you have gotten off money. Aren't we having fun now? Gotten off money and then added a player who can actually help your team. Brandon Cooks was good last year. He was good last year. But he does not fit the long-term vision of your team And Now you have a defensive coach. You've got picks. I don't know. I, th- I think there is a potential fit there. You want to be a defensive coach, you get in, you come in, and you bring in just an MFer. And that's what Zedaria Smith is. That guy is, is a monster when he's healthy and he's on the field and he's engaged. I mean, he is a difference maker, a field tilter in a way that Brandon Cooks is not. Now, the problem is they don't have a, a cadre of other pass catchers and playmakers might be a tough sell. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm just thinking out loud here. Certainly a pick, you know, just just for the Packers to get something for Zadarius Smith. I think that would make sense for them. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow a, a mailbag show for our last show of the week. We're going to be doing a lot more mailbags this off season, And so uh, I want to hear from you. Let me know what questions you have, what things you want answered, what, what discussions you want to have about the Green Bay Packers, and let's have some fun. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 to stay locked on Packers.